This Coach Me Up podcast is powered by our friends at One Country. Every month, One Country members are entered into amazing giveaways that do great stuff. Each giveaway gives back to a great cause because One Country believes that when you get, you give. Visit onecountry.com slash coach to become a member and get your first month free. Again, go to onecountry.com slash coach and experience winning that gives back. Also, our friends at Blue Delta Jeans. They make the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit and hand tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. And by Connexial, the live supply chain company connecting one to all through superb technology and solutions to drive life. Fleet owners and logistics professionals trust Connexial to coach up their drivers, improving safety, cost, and compliance. Visit Connexial.com slash coach for more information. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another edition of the Coach Me Up podcast. I am Chris Burke, joined by my buddy Jimmy Dykes, and we are fired up for our guest today. We have the one and only national championship basketball coach from Baylor University, Scott Drew, joining us. Jimmy, you fired up for this one? Man, you better be ready to listen fast, is all I can tell you, (laughs) because for, for my time around Scott Drew, it's gonna happen really fast with a lot of energy and a lot of excitement and a lot of uh, just uh, joy mm. in his life. And he's going to take us into that, by yeah. the way. But man, they started off this year, Chris, they're a top top five team uh, in the preseason poll once again. They won the national title in 2021. And I cannot wait to be coached up by Baylor head coach Scott Drew. Man, our friend Scott Drew is with us on the Coach Me Up podcast. I've been waiting for five or six episodes, Coach, to get you on to get you closer to basketball season. And I know you're a loyal listener to us, right? Well, I'm glad that you haven't had me on because I've learned so much, been so inspired. Uh, Chris, you and Jimmy do a great job, and your guests have been phenomenal. They've encouraged me spiritually to be a better husband, father. So thank you guys for taking the time to do this. First, first question for you. I know, I know you're you're a, you're as competitive of a guy that I know. Most like coaches Chris are, after, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they, the good ones are. The good ones are. Chris, about about two weeks after he won the national title in 2021, he sends me this picture on my iPhone of this big bass that he caught and said, "Hey, I won the tournament." Like he was on a. I think he won like four bass tournaments in a row right after he won the national title. He was so going good. What, he was going. He was, good at things that time, were rolling for him. Yeah. What's the biggest bass this past summer, Coach? Well, you know what? They weren't rolling this summer like they were that summer. <laughs> they weren't. So we, we we won like like eight eight out of eight out of ten weeks in a row. We were first, second, or third place, and and we win the national championship. We win the fishing tournament, and the guy and my fishing partner obviously he's the pro fisherman, and he puts us on the spots. And I just try not to mess things up. But we get done winning that one. He says, "Man, we got to go to Vegas. You're hot." <laughs> 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 yeah, well, you're uh, you're deserving of all good things that have come to you. So, uh, I, 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 your preseason number five you're with Kansas right there out of the Big Twelve preseason number five. Just briefly tell us a little bit about your team, and then we want to get going on some other stuff. But I want I want to talk a little bit of ball with you if that's okay. Oh, that's great. Um, uh, excited for our team, like every coach is. Until you play a game and lose, everybody loves what they're doing. Um, but uh, we, the longer our staff's done this, 
um, we really tried to bring in uh, high character individuals, great work ethic, uh, uh, young men, and most of all, people we want to be with every day. Uh, Jimmy, Chris, you spend time with your families. Um, we spend so much time with our basketball team. Uh, we don't want to spend time with people that we don't want to be around. So we want uh, positive people, energy givers. Uh, life is too short to do it any other way. And I'd much rather have a little less talent and uh, a better character and teammates. And I think they achieve more at the end of the day. I know I grow and improve as a husband, father, uh, man, every day being around. I learn from our guys. Um, but we, we really shoot it. Uh, I know, Jimmy, you want to know, do we defend? I think we'll be a good defensive team. Uh, hopefully we'll rebound, but uh, I think we'll be fun to watch. Scott, one of the things um, that I think is really neat about your story is you were raised by a legendary coach, right? You you grew up in the home of a legendary coach. So our podcast is, is Coach Me Up. Coach me up on what that's like, number one, to be to be raised by a coach. And number two, maybe some of the best takeaways you have from your father that you've kept through the years, with whether it's home life, uh, faith life, or uh, as a coach yourself? Wow, big question. Uh, mm. I could go for the full 25 minutes on that <laughs> one or 30 minutes, whatever we have. Uh, but but I, I can tell you that uh, uh, if, if a son fathers, uh, follows in his father's footsteps, to me, that's the ultimate compliment um, that your father did something right. And uh, to me, uh, my dad, the court's named after him. He's a Hall of Fame coach. Uh, he doesn't care about any of that. Uh, he loves his past players. Um, he, he worked with Dale Brown when, from 72 to 76 at LSU. And between him and Coach Brown, I think they send more emails to their past players, um, offer more job recommendations for their past players. I remember when I was recruiting, uh, I'd be like, Dad, can we call a recruit? And he's like, no, I need to help so-and-so with the job. And I mean, uh, it's really like a, a, a father for life. And uh, that, seeing how he carried his program, and, and I thought he was a great coach X and O's wise. We won a lot of games, um, but how he impacted young people. Uh, I, I know uh, we're not taking any of this with us when we go to heaven. We're not buying our way into heaven, um, but, but, I, but I can promise uh, 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 when we go to heaven, hopefully there's a lot of people that can say, uh, you brought me closer to Christ and uh, you made my life better. And each and every day, if we can do that, it's been a great day. Yeah, Scott, I've heard you. Uh, great answer on that, by the way. I love that. If, if a son follows a father, that's the ultimate compliment. We're gonna, so we'll, we'll we'll go to that after a while as well. I love that take. But uh, I've heard you talk about your culture of joy. Uh, I want to dig into it though a little bit with you. I, I really wanted. I, I really want to know more about it. I want you to coach us up on how you came up with that. J-O-Y, what it means, and how does it actually play out every day for you, and how can it help us coach us up on that culture of joy, please? Well, that, that's a great thing. You said, uh, how did you get this? Like every coach, <laughs> we copy Stole other it. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's right. laughs> so, so when we got to Baylor, Baylor's the largest Baptist school in the nation, and we're blessed to prepare champions for life. It's spiritual, it's academically, it's character formation, and athletically. Um, so being at a, at a Christian school, you can uh, uh, have a more of an impact spiritually with, with the people you coach, and that's a true blessing. And um, 
we've always had a, a Christ-centered culture. And uh, Dabo Sweeney, uh, when they won the national championship, talked about joy. Um, he talked about, he, uh, when I talked to him afterwards, he got it from Tony Dungy. I've talked to Tony Dungy. I know he's gotten it from other people. But it, it's, it, it, we got the old kiss theory, keep it simple, stupid. But, I mean, if your priorities are, you want to be joyful in life, you want to play with joy. But to do that, you got to keep the priorities right. It's Jesus, others, yourself. And when you're serving Jesus, you're serving others. I mean, life is so much better. So we call them joy interviews. When you do an interview after the game and Jimmy says, how did your team accomplish what? If you give uh, God the honor and glory and then you talk about your teammates, um, that's a joy interview. If you play that way where you're playing for others and you're playing for an audience of one, um, it, it really uh, allows you uh, uh, to be fearless. And um, I, I know God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a love, power, sound mind. And um, we, we we want to we want to be fearless. We want to play for an audience of one. Uh, we want to have those priorities. Uh, I constantly try to remind myself. And as you know, whenever you prepare a lesson, you learn more than the people that actually you're giving the yeah. lesson to. And so each and every day, trying to uh, pour into our young people, I learn more uh, from them and by by doing that. Uh, but but that's that's our culture. Uh, that's what we want to exemplify. Now uh, it's easy to say things. How do you do things that that yeah. Um, um, back them up. And uh, for us, I mean, uh, every day we're, we're blessed. We start every practice in prayer, end in prayer. We start every staff meeting in prayer. Um, if you got your priorities right, uh, if you're Christ-centered, um, you, you can accomplish so much more. Uh, as far as uh, we, we with our players, we, we have a character coach. He does a, a uh, weekly Bible studies with our guys. We do a staff Bible study once a week. Um, but we try to intentionally, we spend so much time at the office, we got to be spiritually growing. We, we say this to our players all the time. You can eat a great meal today. Tomorrow you're hungry. Well, it's the same thing spiritually. Yeah. You got to be fed each and every day spiritually um, right now. I know you're going to ask me, what are you reading? So I'm jumping ahead and I'm beating you to the punch. You know, there you go. coaches okay. analyze, prepare. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, right now our, 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 our team, we're reading the book of John and um, 60 days, our players have been challenged to read the book of John. And uh, for some, it'll be the uh, uh, first time they've ever read the book of John. For others, maybe they haven't done it since second, third, or fourth grade. So uh, again, we try to get in the Word. We try to stay uh, Christ-centered focused. And then whenever we have opportunities to learn from others, we're, we're going to do that. Mm. The book of John, one of my favorite lines is, at the end, John says, if all the miracles... If all the stories of Jesus were were written down, there wouldn't be enough pages to fill them. And it's that intriguing. Like, what are you what are you not telling us, John? Give us more. Yeah. I want to hear more. Yeah, yeah. so good. Um, let me ask you this because uh, you know you maybe people picked up on Baylor recently, but you, it's not like you just got to Baylor, right? You've been at Baylor a long time, and you've been you've been uh, planting seeds and and building that program. Uh, and have been on the national scene, but obviously just recently won the national championship. What coach me up on keeping your joy, your energy, your perspective of once you climb that mountain and you've you've held the biggest trophy, like 
how do we how do we reset how do we how do we start all over like i i, I would love yeah. to hear what last year was like for you in the kind of the wake yeah. of climbing the mountain well first and foremost i know i'm not the sharpest tool in the shed and it's always easier to learn from others that have been there um so i really try to do my due diligence and um uh learn from the best. So last year after we won it all, or two years ago, reached out to everybody from Belichick to Coach K um, to Billy Donovan and just, how do you, how do you, the next year, how do you try to repeat? And first of all, there is no repeating. It's a different team. It's a different journey. And coaches, I, I mean, we love the process. We love the journey, but every year is different. And uh, um, our theme, what was what's impossible with man is possible with God last year because it is so hard to go back to back. And there's only been two teams since John Wooden aired to do that. And we're 15-0, and 0, and then uh, we lost our leading scorer, LJ Cryer, for the year. We lost co-defensive player Jonathan Chamochachua for the year. We still finished, and we started the year losing uh, in Langston Love to an ACL. So some years you just have more adversity, more injuries, and um, we still were able to, to win conference, get a number one seed. You lose to North Carolina, who... Uh, loses to Kansas in the championship game. So you're right there. You're knocking at the door. Um, but uh, it, it's a different year each and every year. And I tell you, the older we get, and 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 I know uh, um, perspective, the, the closer you come to when, when, when we're in the 30s, 40s, you're going to all these weddings. When you get in the 50s, you start going to more funerals. And, <laughs> and really, each, each and every year, I mean, it's it's about one day um, we're going to be in heaven and who are we going to see up there? And every year you get a new team and we want them to, uh, again, prepare champions for life. Um, so we want them to graduate. We want them to become better men. We want them to reach all their dreams on the court. But at the end of the day, um, I care most if we if we see them in heaven. And uh, um, uh, that's it's a, it, with the transfer portal, that's a positive. With people leaving to go pro early, that's a positive. You have more people to impact and be a, be around and a part of each and every year because your teams are so different. So I'm a positive guy. I like to look at that positivity of it um, because you do you you don't have as long with people, but you do have a chance to plant more seeds. Hey y'all, this is Chris interrupting this podcast to say thanks to our friends at One Country, our sponsor here on the Coach Me Up podcast. We could not do it without y'all. Love and appreciate you guys. I'm going to circle back to joy again because I, I'm, I'm a selfish guy. I, I just, I've told Chris before, like, I wake up thinking about me a lot. I You're the only one, about, Jimmy, that does it. I, I know I am. So I got two guys on here that can coach me up on it. No, I, know. I don't so, struggle with being but, selfish, just lying. No. <laughs> but, but for a coach in your position, as much success as you've had, I don't see that in you at all. I see you constantly giving of your time to others, whether it's a form of a podcast or an interview or sending out t-shirts or just, I, I would describe you as a very giving person that understands the importance of putting others first. H how did you, I'm not saying you're excellent at it, but I know you're better than me. How did you get to that point in your life where others became more important than you? Because I'm, I'm, I wish I was there. 
Well, I, I've 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 had uh, other people that have poured into me. My dad, uh, uh, Coach Brown, is another mentor that showed me just how they did things, and that's how you learn it. Like uh, everybody learns from who's coached them. Okay, so this is how you do it. No, there's actually other ways to do it. There's a lot of ways to get to four. Um, but God, God, uh, uh, one thing he, he creates us all uniquely, and. I love when other people are happy. <laughs> so to yeah. see you be excited with anything, uh, that makes me happy. That may, when, when, when we won the championship, to see the joy from our players, our fans, to see we had a parade and we had all the past players walking at first. And that's an idea uh, I got from Coach Few at the Final Four. He had all the past Gonzaga people come, but in, in all the past players mm. and be a part yeah. of it. Well, we had COVID, so we couldn't do that. So taking an idea from him, we had all the past players. We had 85-year-olds walking in the parade. They went oh, first. They laid the foundation. Like, to yeah. me, that was the coolest thing. And uh, um, it's it's God's platform. Um, first of all, everything comes from him. Uh, mm-hmm. I know I know us coaches, I learned this. I thought Phil Jackson was an amazing coach, and then Michael Jordan goes and plays uh, your sport, Chris, and uh, all of a sudden, he's a normal, uh, uh, he's a normal uh, coach, you know, because the Bulls aren't winning the championship. Championship when he's playing pro baseball, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, uh, I, I mean, we're only as good as our players. So it's our championship. It's God's platform. It comes from Him. We try to just honor Him with it, and it's a great opportunity and blessing to have that for a season because we all know that that's all life is is, is a season. I'm I'm fascinated by the game of basketball. Jimmy and I have had this conversation, and I'm a youth basketball coach got a middle school team that i that i do my best with and i always am telling them we got to make the game more than just about whether the ball goes in or not right it it, it can't it can't just be whether the you know ball goes in we play good ball doesn't go in we play bad like no the game is so much more than that i love to hear like take me in a scott drew huddle on practice where we're breaking down the similarities between our faith life about, you know, life has to be more than just whether I got the job or I got it, like, and and the similarities between our faith life and our basketball life and how you intersect the two as you talk about raising these kids up and making their faith practical, right? Because it can't just be Bible studies. It's like, how does yeah. that show up on the court today? How does that show up when we get our tails kicked? How does that show up when my girlfriend walks out on me or whatever the stuff you deal with with your players? You know, I'd love to hear how you intersect those two things? Well, uh, I've heard preach, preach, preach some more, and when necessary, use words. And at the end of the day, our actions are so much more important than our words and how we love people, how we care for people, how we interact with people. Um, that it can't be, well, we're in a Bible study and we act one way. We pray, we're, we act one way. Uh, we're in a team meeting, we act one way. We get on the court and we're completely different. Um, I mean, we're, 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 we're supposed to have that, that, uh, joy in us no matter where we go and what we do. Now, it doesn't mean we don't hold people accountable. It doesn't mean we don't do our job and give a hundred percent. I mean, um, 
when David fought Goliath, it wasn't like he walked or he tiptoed. I mean, uh, he went after the giant. So uh, Goliath knew he, he wasn't backing down from him and like, we're going to give 100%. We're going to go full speed and we're going to let uh, God decide the results, but we're not going to have any regrets. And with, with, with holding people accountable, um, it makes it a little easier because my personality, I'm, uh, I mean, we have no cussing policy in practice. So we'll run lines for curse words. We'll do push push-ups, um, uh, wh whatever the punishment. Uh, so we got to hold people accountable uh, different ways. And the great thing is there is no right or I, I say it's, it's, it's getting a four. And what I mean by four is four plus O equals four, three plus one equals four, two plus two equals four. There's a million ways to coach. There's a million ways to do it. There's some players that, that benefit in our system and we do a better job with. There's some people that do better jobs in other systems. So um, it's, not a, it's not a cookie cutter approach and one fits everybody best. This is just how we do it. And with that, I think we bring in people that want to be great, that want to be pushed, that, 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 that want to be held accountable. Uh, and, and from there, we tell them what they're doing wrong and expect them to want to fix it. Um, so that's just how we do things. And, and again, I think everything we do, um, you, should, you should be able to measure um, because judgment, like one time, did he run hard? Did he not run hard? I mean, everything needs to be, did he go rebound? Did he not go rebound? Did he, did he, did he set a good screen? Um, so like we try to make everything measurable and then we try to grade it just like everybody grades different things after a game. But you're going to make shots, miss shots. The best shooters in the country from three, I mean, they're, they're, they're missing six out of ten. You know, the best yeah. baseball players are not getting a hit. I mean, three out of ten hits get you in the Hall of Fame, you know. So, I mean, like you yeah. – you got to prepare when you miss shots. You got to prepare when you're when when the ball's not going in the hole, like you said. Um, defenses travel, um, so mm. uh, I know mm. Jimmy likes that line. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, there's no <laughs> but, doubt. But but at the, at the I stole it the, from somebody. Yeah, <laughs> but at the at, at, at the end of the day, there, there there's a lot of joy, energy, passion in what we do, how we do it. I think you see our practices are real upbeat, real fast moving. That's how the games played, mm -hmm. um, and. And, and we don't want to have people walk into practice like, oh, I got to go through a three-hour practice. No, we want to be excited to be there. We want to be excited to be there. Again, you get on a podcast, you, you, you it's not like, you, oh, man, I got to be on this podcast. No, I get to be on this podcast. You know, yeah. let's go. <laughs> hey, Scott, uh, I, I think uh, a lot of followers of the way of Jesus, they deal with it certain times uh maybe season to season with complacency and passivity and just coasting and getting by. And we, and we know the enemy loves that. How have you, you're, this is your 20th year at Baylor. You've had a ton of success. Didn't start off easy for you, but now that you've had all this success and things are rolling, things are rolling for you, how do you guard against passivity, complacency as a coach? And how does that transfer over to us guarding our hearts not being passive with our pursuit of God. Yeah, great, great question. Um, and you see that in players so often, like uh, uh, no one wants to be entitled. You don't want to be an entitled coach. You don't want to be an entitled player. Um, and so so often players think they've made it and 
just because you get a five-star ranking or a top 10 ranking uh, um, or you're drafted in the NBA, it just starts the journey again. Um, with, with, with us, I think it starts with iron sharpens iron. And uh, I, I want to be around just like why I listen to your podcast is I want to grow, I want to improve. And if you're staying status quo, people are passing you by. Um, we, we get a short term time on this life. And um, if it's 75, 80 years, 60 years, whatever we're blessed with, we want to make sure each and every year, I, I want to make sure I'm a better coach today than I was yesterday. And I think great players want to continually get better. Um, I think I think the day that I don't want to improve as a coach, I'm letting our team, our staff, and everyone around me down, and that's when I need to get out. Um, so it, it's it's you do things for others that you wouldn't do for yourself. And just like I know, uh, Chris, we got up, we took the kids to school this morning. Personally, I'd rather slept in another hour, you know, but it is a blessing <laughs> yeah. taking the kids to school. I don't know about yours. Mine are wide awake and so joyful in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 but again, those, those, when you do things for other people and, and, you study a little more film, prepare a little bit harder because you don't want to let people down and people are counting on you. Um, so that's, that's something that I, and, and again, um, in this profession, uh, you can do everything and, and still get embarrassed each and every night. And that keeps you on your toes because nobody likes to get embarrassed. Um, but, uh, again, as long as, as long as, uh, 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 we have this platform. We want to honor God with it. We want to do everything we can um, in surrounding yourself with people that make you better, hungry assistants that are talented, that are good, that make you better fathers, husband, and men. That That's who I want to be around. You, you talk about taking your kids to school. It, you know, everybody knows the demands of, of uh, a job of your stature. I mean, I shouldn't say we know what they are, but we know it's a lot. We know it's not... Um, a seasonal gig. We know it's no, no small task. So how do you balance the two? We talked about obviously having a great role model with your dad, but you know, how do you balance uh, being intentional and engaged and present at home when I'm sure not just the film room is calling you, uh, but I, I know that phone, I know that phone's calling you with recruits and messages and requests. Like, how do you, how do you balance that? Coach us up on that. Well, it, <laughs> when when I had my, my or we had our third child, I went to another cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> need, need a little more. <laughs> Amen. Yes. But 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 but, but I, I can tell you that uh, um, uh, if if each and every day, um, the more you prepare, the more you're organized, the more you can delegate. And I've gotten a lot better at delegating. Uh, I learned that from Coach K. I think when he went out with his back injury, when he came back, he really uh, consciously delegated more. And you, you know what you find is uh, things get done, and a lot of times they get done better than you would do them. So, <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. and, and people and people grow that way, and they want to have those responsibilities. So delegating definitely helps with that. Um, and then you then then you got to multitask. I mean. Uh, 
I, I try to get the Peloton in a couple times a week, say I do it three or four times a week, and I'm, I'm listening to podcasts uh, like yours because at the end of the day, who's motivating the motivator? And, and, and I get filled, and that's why um, I'm honored and it's a privilege to be on here. I'd much rather have another one of your guests because I've learned so much more from them, and I, I've loved being coached up from them. Uh, so uh, we don't have much free time, and when you do, uh, how are you filling your tank? And uh, to me, um, uh, if, if spiritually I can be filled during that time, it's a win. Mm. Well, coach, you're going to have another great year. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what great equates to. You know, is an NCAA berth is a Final Four. I, I don't know, but I do know that there are certain uh, inner strengths, uh, personalities, cultures that I trust in college basketball, and, and Baylor is is definitely on that list. Uh, and so I. I I know whatever I see from Baylor this year is going to be whatever Baylor was capable of being, which is all you can ask for. You know, I think that's kind of what we all are charged with in life is, is how, you know, the, the path that God puts us on, how hard do we chase after it? And do we hear the words well done? And I know you're going to hear those words one of these days because the platform that you've used, how you've used it, who you are, uh, all, all the things that God has trusted you with, uh, is really it really stands out. I want you to know that you make a difference in a lot of people's lives, uh, in my life. But a lot of people eyes are on you, and they see that. Uh, Chris, I, I, I do want to say this: that culture of joy. When you hear a coach talk about it, it kind of, if you're not careful, it kind of be like, well, everything's just really nice and mm-hmm. nice and cool, and yeah. they treat each other. Real, that's a competitive, <clears throat> tough group. Mm-hmm. Much like Jesus was, he was tough, and he was tender. And man, I, when those two things cross over, uh, that's when great things happen. And that's how I, that's Scott. That's how I see your team. You are tender. There's a lot of tenderness in your team with how you love one another, how you put others before you. But man, there is a toughness, Chris, and a competitive fire that burns deep, deep, deep inside those guys. It only comes from uh, that daily leadership from Scott Drew. So mm-hmm. Scott, man, I, well, the, I want you to know how much I appreciate the, seeing that. In sorry you. to sorry to interject here, but the character of Jesus that your boys are going to see in the book of John that I think is the most fascinating thing about him is the lion and the lamb. And that's yeah. what you're talking about, right? This this grit, but there's yep. a compassion and empathy. And I, I want to close with, with uh, that verse I was talking about that I hope you and your boys just circle. Uh, John 21, 25, literally the last verse of the book of John. Jesus did many other things as well. If every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. Wow. Come on, John, you can't leave us like wow. that. Oh, it's so good. So good. But one day we'll be able to ask John about that, all right? So, yeah, hey, yeah what you, you what'd you leave out, man? What'd yeah. you leave out? Yeah. But it, and Jimmy, thanks for when you've come down because you've, you've talked to our guys and, and it's been inspirational not only for our staff but our team. So thank you for how what you do for college basketball and everyone. All right, buddy. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you. That is Scott Drew every day, Chris. I, I've I've never seen him not have that kind of energy. Sign like even me after up. a Sign you, me yeah up. yeah like even after a <laughs> loss. Sometimes I've done these games in the past, and and like within an hour of them getting beat, he'll call me, and his voice is 
disappointed, but the energy and the joy is still there, which takes me right back to where we started with him. Mm-hmm. What was your takeaway on that Jesus, others, yourself, and how, how can we apply that to our own life? Well, I think when you, uh, that's not just like a platitude on your, on your bumper, you know, right. and it's, it's actually um, ingrained in, in your uh, daily walk, then I think you can bounce back from a loss quickly, right? Because you right. realize um, it's it's just more, it's it's about more than that. And I'm, I'm preaching myself right now because I hate losing and I stink at it. And, uh, um, but yet what I know is whether it's uh, losing in life, like, man, how did I say something that harsh or, or, or gossipy or, or how did I lose my cool that quickly? Like losing like that or actually being part of a, team that doesn't get it done, what I know is that God works um, strongly uh, in our in our failures. And so there's so much to learn and, and he prunes us. Uh, and if we're able to recognize that, then uh, we can deal with failures, I think, um, better, right? And it's not, not yeah. to have kind of a downer vibe on that, but you brought up the fact that he, that it, that's really him, whether he wins or loses. Uh, that's not just preseason coach Drew, right? That's no, it's midseason not. coach Drew. Um, and so because of that, I think he was able to do what he's done, which is take a program over that was in shambles and slowly build it into uh, one of the powerhouses in college athletics. And it's it, it's evident in his uh, attitude and, and his energy by the way he speaks that, that that joy mantra is in the DNA of not only him, but his program. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's interesting. He said that they they get uh, they have to run if there's cursing in practice, and that's I should have asked him. What if you weren't at Baylor and you're at a a, a non Christian private school? Would you still have that ingrained in you? And I know the answer would be yes because that that's who he is. But it speaks to the part of the of the toughness and the tenderness. Uh, that Jesus exemplified to all of us, uh, the accountability that we have. Uh, but I, but I, get, I get the feeling, I'm gonna, I'll ask him again one of these days, that uh, he doesn't allow cursing in his practice uh, for several reasons, I'm sure. But one of them is he just, that's not how you put others first. You don't have to, tr- you don't have to talk to others in a demeaning fashion like that by cursing to people uh, to get them to, uh, be, be be motivated of all the things you're trying to do as a coach. Uh, so I see that playing out. Uh, his control of his tongue, I think, is very uh, impactful to me. There's a, there's a few coaches around right now that I have never heard them curse at their players. Uh, it's a shorter list than I wish it was, but it speaks to truth from the Bible that says how important our words are and how impactful they can be and should be and the, and the, the importance of the discipline of our tongue. Mm, yeah, right? which is so hard because I know I can tear somebody down without cursing. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can, I, you know what I mean? Like I, <laughs> I can too. I, there, no, I can't. Yeah, I, can. I mean, yeah. There's, a, there's, a, there's a power in our words, no doubt, and it's not just the, the way certain words are spelled, but also the way we speak and how we're speaking and the tone. And those are things that, man, I struggle with constantly. And you want an area to be sharpened and stub your toe in, coach. <laughs> Cause, yeah, that's it. Because yeah. you, you will fail at that. And thank God for grace. Um, I, I would say that, you know, the I thought the stuff he gave us on repeating 
and um, understanding that no two teams are the same. And I think there's a, when he went through the list of the way things didn't quite work out for them last year, as opposed mm-hmm. to the year they won at all, I think, I feel like there's a perspective that comes post championship of, man, you can do everything right and it just doesn't go your way. You know, the ball doesn't bounce your way or a kid sprains right. his ankle or, you know, it comes down funny on somebody else's foot. And next thing you know, he blows out his knee. Like, I think every coach that's won it all believes in their system and believes in their program and believes they certainly had something to do with it. But that at the end of the day, man, there's a lot of things out of the control that I, I remember talking to Mike Martin, 17 College World Series appearances. The mm. winningest coach in the history of college baseball. Okay. Never won the College World Series. Went to Omaha 17, 17 times. times. Wow. And never won the College World Series. And I asked him, Coach, what was your best team? The last year he was in Omaha. He made it to Omaha's last year as a three seed in the regional. Like, mm-hmm. totally off the map. They make it to Omaha. It's this beautiful storybook. I said, Coach, what was your best team ever? And he said, team that didn't even make it to Omaha. And he starts reeling off big leaguers. And, you know, it's like this perspective of, man, I really wish we would have gotten it done. But what I know is that team, you know, this happened and that happened. And so anyway, it's just cool to to talk to a guy who has so much humility who could easily be like, well, we won it because of blah, 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 blah. And it's like, man, we're just trying to really focus on the players, do the best to serve them and love them and point them to Jesus. And like, yeah, we won a title and it was awesome. You know, yeah. but that that wasn't – it's the mountaintop, you know, um, from a winning worldly standpoint. Stamp, yes. Yeah, worldly standpoint. Yep. But, man, yep. the program is so much bigger than that. It's really obvious talking to him. Yeah. Well, my, my, my takeaway from this, and maybe some of our listeners as well today, is we're all, for the most part, in charge of something or somebody or some group or – you're a you're a key role in your family. If nothing, it just I say if nothing else, which is very important. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the success that you can have if you go about it with those three letters of of putting Jesus first daily. He touched on that. Their their Bible studies going through the Book of John right now with their guys, uh, and the importance of putting Jesus first daily in our lives. It's intentional. We talked about not being complacent how the enemy loves us to be passive and put that part of our day uh, on, on, on the back burner or skip it. Uh, and then how does that transfer into putting others first, which is exactly what Jesus told us to do. He showed us time and time again by washing the feet of his disciples there uh, the, the last night that he was with them. And then yourself third. And, and, and I'm, I'm kind of learning that as we have gone through our seventh episode now of our podcast, because that kind of keeps coming up to me, and I'm starting to get a more understand a greater understanding of of less of Jimmy and more of others. When we first started, I'm telling you, I, I was I could be out of balance real quick with that, Chris. Mm. But you hear guys like Rick Barnes and uh, now Scott Drew that are at the highest highest level of competition, and how they are building their program, how they're leading others, how they're leading themselves. That that is really impacting me, and I hope it's impacting our listeners as well. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think the motivate the motivator. You know, if if, yeah, good. if you're listening to us to us right now, and you're you're inspired to go motivate others, um, 
you know, be careful that your your cup doesn't run dry. Like you you got to fill up your own cup. And of course, uh, it's flattering that he says he he uses our podcast to help him do so. And that's really the goal of our podcast is to to coach people up on ways they can be inspired to love the Lord and love others better, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, uh, honored that he chooses to u- use our podcast to help him fill up his cup. And we all need to take that advice because, man, we, you can run on empty quickly in this world if you yeah, start, if, if, if all you're doing is pouring out and not, not coming back in yourself, just like eating a good meal, like he said. I like that. Eat, eat a great meal one day, the next day you're still hungry. Still hungry, you, that's you gotta right. Re- re- refuel. I, I know he listened because... Uh, he immediately texted me after the David Pollock episode and Patrick Young saying, "Man, can I can I get their numbers? I just want to call them and tell them how much I was I, I learned from those guys." So uh, it's it's cool. All look, look, look at all the stuff that he learned from Dabo and Coach K and Belichick. Mm-hmm. That's how we are, and we we, we learn from others. But you got got to be intentional about your time with them. So, man, another great episode again today. Uh, we. One, we thanked our sponsors early, but those folks at OneCountry.com, Blue Delta Jeans, Connexio, all those folks just really believing in what we're doing, Chris. And I know you and I are so grateful and thankful for them and their support. So uh, thank you for our team that we're building right now. All of our listeners continue to spread the word. Please, it really helps us grow our impact. Uh, Chris, we talk about a lot. Subscribe to our podcast. It's free. It'll come straight to your phone if you do. Give us a rating and give us a review. So final words, my man, what are they? Uh, joy, man, let's, let's go out there and live with joy today and um, do it despite circumstances. And uh, man, just take some of that energy that Coach Drew gave us and uh, point it towards others. That's my goal today. Yeah, that's it. All right, Scott Drew did a phenomenal job of coaching us up. So take it with you. Thanks for being a listener. Till next time. <laughs>